Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Well, we've been talking about it all week long, and we are almost to the weekend. A massive college football weekend is on the way. In fact, it got started last night with some fireworks in Morgantown, West Virginia. Great game that uh, West Virginia got the win in. Fantastic. If that's the appetizer for what we're going to get tomorrow, the the, the precursor to the weekend. The Amuse Bush. Say it one more time. Amu's Bush. There we go. There I, go. I like it. That uh, that voice is Brian Haydads, Michael Borky. I'm Richard Cross. Thanks for being with us. Pearl River Resort Studios, as always. But today we're coming to you from the Oxford Conference Center, which is the site of the uh, oldest School of Business Banking and Finance Symposium. And uh, they're kind of getting to the end of the day. I think they've made it to happy hour. Yes. They've done the meetings. Yes. They know that there is a football weekend on the horizon, uh, but we are happy to be here. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's happening here as well. Michael Bork, I mean, how about that game last night to start the weekend? Yeah, and since uh, apparently the new hot thing is to talk about how one game is an audition for a job, Jeff Grimes to Auburn. Even though his team lost, his offense looked great, so... Auburn probably paid attention because, you know, he was auditioning last night. Or at least that's what smart people tell me. Well, his name has been floating around out yeah. there a little. Yeah. Whether or not it should be or not what, is What would have won the game if, if the quarterback doesn't get hurt, I think? Yeah, probably I so. Mean, they, they were they were putting it together early in that game. Yeah, that, and, and uh, Baylor. I mean, talking about the Big Twelve champion a year ago. Obviously, Three the losses. team that Ole Miss played in the uh, in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, Gary Bohannon transfers out. They, I think, upgraded at quarterback. Bohannon has been up and down. He played really well last week against Cincinnati, but um, they've been. It, it's been a struggle for Baylor this year. They are zero three in the Big Twelve, and so is Oklahoma. So the defending Big 12 champion wow. and the usual Big 12 champion are combined 0 and 6. Meanwhile, the biggest game in the Big 12 to this date is happening this weekend at yeah. Fort Worth. At uh, you want to say it more here? You want me to? Amen. G. Carter G. Stadium. Carter Stadium. That's the one. That is the one. Is they did about cool 300. Looking. It is. It is about 40, 45,000 seats. I think they did a 300 million dollar renovation to uh, to that building. Uh, just 
I don't know, maybe a decade ago. But, uh, yeah, it's good. And that's the that's the big one, right? I mean, TCU and Oklahoma State, and that could be a really fun matchup. It's on the watch list, I promise you that. I will be paying attention. The problem is that game is going to be massively overshadowed by another game yes. that is kicking off at 2.30 tomorrow afternoon on a, on a different network. You know, I haven't brought the second TV into the living room Ooh. yet this year. Is that a consideration? It might need to happen. It might need to be that way. I have to hang a TV tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah, and oh. so, so that'll be a second TV. It'll be a, okay. it'll be a cool setup. Or, or at least that's my plan. I can just stay here, hang out. I'll help you hang the TV. Feel cook. free. And uh, you just stay at my house. Yeah. Sit outside tomorrow. Yeah. Since I got a new shirt. Yeah. How about that? Sports Talk Mississippi brought to you in part by Genteel Apparel. You can find them online at genteelapparel.com. Now I'm the only one not in Genteel today. Borky's got his <laughs> Genteel shirt on, and Hey Dad's got uh, his on. Maroon. The 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 boat made it. <laughs> the the harvest was yielded. Thank goodness, all those people can finally rest today. That have been putting my shirts together. You think the they had to row months. the boat? Yeah, oh yeah. They they had a couple tuggers bringing that thing up the uh, off the cross Pacific you, Ocean. To you us. you had seen them, but you put it on and you told me like, okay, I'm a believer. Yeah, this shirt is mega fantastic. Stretchy, oh, it feels stretchy. good, breathable. I'm just going to tell you, if they come out with a big man's line, two things. One, I want to be the model. But secondly, I will be a big endorser of it regardless because these are this is super comfortable. Yeah. And I look good. Well. No. No, don't take it away from let's me. Let's not go don't crazy take, Don't take here. my shine off here. I, I feel good. Thanks for being with us this afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi is, as always, in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort, the home of the sports book at Time Out Lounge. You can find them online at pearlriverresort.com. That's inside the Golden Moon Casino. If you want to be a part of the conversation, Join us, won't you, on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Want to give your business the edge? Get gigabit fiber internet from C Spire Business, backed by world-class IT experts who live where you do, right here in C Spire country. Check availability, blah, 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 blah. Check availability now at cspire.com slash business. When this concept began, it was, hey, let's give it a try. Then it turned into a segment. Now one segment can't hold it, especially when we blabber on at the beginning. Michael Borky, it is time for the one and only. Yeah, we got to hurry today, so let's get into two it. Questions. We, two questions. Two uh, questions. Yes. Well, we like gotta, I, I teed you up for it, and I was waiting for like the big two questions or yeah, something like that. Yeah, that. yeah. And I, I forgot to bring the energy. I, I got I to ramp myself up. It's the best segment of the week. So we'll start with Ole Miss since their game starts first tomorrow. If Ole Miss is going to win the game tomorrow, they absolutely must do what? I was quickly looking for what the word question in, Sp in Spanish. I had forgotten that. So, Kian? Doskian! Maybe that could be like the big buildup into the. I'm, I'm slowing you down, right? You said we've got to go fast, and here I am looking for Spanish translations for two <laughs> questions. I don't know. I don't know why that popped into the head. It just felt like it might oh, be a my thing. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, we're trying to appeal um, to everybody. Somebody hits okay. the sap button right there. They don't know what's going on. Hey, Borky, tell me again. What's what's question number one? It's for Ole Miss. <laughs> yeah, what, what do they do absolutely must do if they want to avoid getting upset tomorrow? I 
think it's as simple as play well. And I'm not being flippant when I say that. Ole Miss doesn't have to go and throw for 450 yards to beat Auburn. They don't have to run it for 262 yards tomorrow to beat Auburn. They don't have to be perfect in every aspect of the game, but they got to play well, right? Show up, big crowd, feed off the emotion of the crowd, get a clean game from Jackson Dart, do what you do well. And I guess I'll get to this in the second question part or second question in just a second. But well, I'll, I'll hold off on that. To, to me, it's that simple. Ole Miss needs to go play well tomorrow. They don't have to be world beaters. They don't have to look like the number one team in the country. It's not about being the best team in the country. It's about being the best team on that field on that day. Ole Miss is better than Auburn. But when you're better than the other team, you have to go prove that on game day. So Ole Miss has got to go do that tomorrow. Yeah, the, the one that came into my mind, because, I mean, you're exactly right. They, if they play clean, I mean, there's a reason they're a two-touchdown plus one favorite, right? They are the better football team. To me, it's a balance. And I don't mean run for 250, pass for 250. It's just... Make Auburn have to account for everything because despite them being bad and despite the record and the drama with Brian Harson and all that stuff, they've got guys defensively that are good. They've got guys that will play at the next level. This is possibly the most talented defense they've played so far this year. If not, it's they're, they're close number two. So if Jackson Dart is able, like you said, to avoid the vomit plays, if he can be efficient, if he can show that he can connect on the deep ball like he has the last couple of weeks and open things up a little bit, then you hand it off to the two best running backs combination anyway in the SEC and you can do what you do best and, and impose your will on Auburn. I think though if you are not effective vertically, if you're turning the football over, if you're not connecting on, on deeper passes, Auburn can stack the box and really slow you down and make it uncomfortable. So I think it's on dart to show that Ole Miss is going to be a threat vertically, and if that's the case, they're going to run the ball and win. Ole Miss needs to do the opposite of you two. They can't be overconfident. they got to go out there and they got to give Auburn. I'm not saying they you know, go out there and be like, oh, it's like Alabama or something. But if they come out there and walk out of the locker room, due respect should be paid. A little respect, just a touch. I'm just saying that if you walk out of that locker room thinking, oh, they're terrible, we're going to win, you're going to look up in the fourth quarter and it's going to be close. I agree. I, that, that's a terrible plan. Yeah. That, that's a terrible plan. And, and I, please don't mistake what I was saying for play well. It's you, you got to go out and you got to do all that stuff. you got to go out and play a clean football yeah. game. you got to go play to the level that you are capable. And if you do that, you win. Correct. Period. Correct. Period. That's all we got time for, is right? That is, yeah. That's, yeah, we're up against a hard break. So here, here's a teaser, even though everybody knows the question's coming. When we come back, Ole Miss absolutely cannot do what if they want to avoid the upset tomorrow? Sports Talk Mississippi coming to you from the Banking and Finance Symposium hosted by the Ole Miss School of Business. We're at the Oxford Conference Center rolling into a football weekend. If you need to get from point A to point B in Oxford and between point A and point B you have the square or Jackson Avenue, mm -hmm. you should allot for extra time. Yeah. It is, it is a, a bit of a zoo, a bit of a parking lot. A lot happening uh, in and around the Oxford area this afternoon. A little quieter in Starkville. 
uh, as Mississippi State is on the road this weekend to face the Kentucky Wildcats. Southern Miss at home. They got Arkansas State coming in. Sports Talk Mississippi. We will get to all of that with you this afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. Super Talk Mississippi. Alabama or Rocky Top tomorrow night in East Tennessee. You'll get plenty of both from uh, from those bands. What a scene it's going to be in Knoxville for what will be a 3.30 local time kickoff uh, for that matchup between Alabama and Tennessee. We'll get into that one later this afternoon. When we make our, make our picks, we'll certainly talk with Bruce Marshall about it, but right now we will continue two questions. We, we got one of the four, right? We got the yep. what must Ole Miss do. Now we transition to what can they absolutely not do if they want to avoid upset? Ole Miss absolutely cannot do what? Allow for hope for the opponent. You must squash all hope. You must cause Auburn to uh, abandon hope. All of those things. But you're going to go full Conan the Barbarian there. To drive them out, to hear the lamentation of their women. What's going on there? Carry on. Yes, yes. That I think that's where <laughs> that's I was where headed. You were going. Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, look. Auburn is a football team that has not had a ton of good happen to it this year. You don't want them to get off to a fast start. And look, it, it, they've gotten off to a fast start in two of their last three games, right? They they led fourteen to nothing. They led seventeen to nothing. And now Georgia was a different story. They were down in a hurry in right. that game. But in the in the two games prior. Had leads, couldn't hang on to those leads. I think if you're Ole Miss, you don't even want Auburn to have that feeling early of, ne never mind the here we go again. Like, you want the here we go again to just like it was last week against Georgia. They look up and they're down 14 to nothing in the first quarter. You do that and you got to feel really, really good about your chances. Yeah, I think uh, I'll be a little bit more specific. You can't, okay. you can't let Robbie Ashford extend plays and drives with his legs. I mean, it's he's a different player than Daniels. Daniels has more skill, uh, honestly, especially in the passing game. But State ran into that as well in Baton Rouge, where when they forced him to sit in the pocket and throw the ball, they got off the field defensively. And then when he was able to escape pressure on third and long, obvious passing situations and get first down with his legs, it demoralized a defense that was playing really well. That's the only way I think Auburn can stay in this game, aside from mistakes and turnovers and stuff, is if you let this this guy, who is not an effective downfield passer at all, compared to everybody else on your schedule, if you allow him to extend plays and drives with his legs, if you've got him to third and six and the pocket collapses and nobody's spying him and he extends a drive with a first down, that's the only way Auburn's offense can move the football and beat you. 
Can't let that happen. Which quarterback scares you more, Jaden Daniels from LSU or Robbie Ashford at, off, at, at Auburn? Daniels. Daniels. It's got to be Daniels. Yeah. Just because of the experience. Well, and he's I seen feel like more. Neither of them are. Obviously, neither one of them are great passers, but Daniels is. Uh, Capable. Better, better enough. <laughs> That's one way you could put it. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, for me, Auburn has one superstar player. That's Tank Bixby. You can't let him beat you. He's the kind of guy, if he gets going early in the game, he, he can get some momentum going. Now, that offensive line's not great, but if he can make some things happen and we look up in the second, third quarter, and he's already got 70, 80, 90 yards rushing, you, you don't want them, them leaning on Tank Bixby in a close game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So, got to neutralize him. And, and, you know, the thing is, because of the style of defense that Ole Miss runs, where, where a lot of times they've got six DBs on the field, they rely on those defensive backs to make a lot of tackles. And there's that football cliche of fits and eye discipline that you hear a lot. You get one guy out of position, and a guy like Tate Bigsby, can, he can rip off a 60-yard run where you got to have a safety chasing down over the top to try and push him out of the bounds and, and, and save a touchdown. So... I don't know that it's the end of the world if Tank Bigsby has a couple of good runs. What I think you can't allow him to do is go for six yards a pop right. up and down the field. Yeah, for Three. sure. Turning the page to Lexington, Mississippi State, if they're going to win the game as a four-point favorite, they absolutely must do what? Punish Kentucky's offensive line. Mm. That's, that's, that offensive line is not good. They have injury issues. They have no identity. They're not running. Kentucky's not running the football this year. They're the worst rushing team in the conference. They're worse than State, who's an air raid team. You've got to be just brutalizing them. Blitz, blitz, blitz. I feel like Arnett's really going to let loose. I mean, what about Arnett? We're saying he's going to let loose with the blitzes yeah. in this game. But I feel like that's going to be the case. They need to make – that's Kentucky's biggest weakness. You need to absolutely exploit it. Borky, I'm going to go – Mississippi State needs to make Will Levis wish that his turf toe was worse and he couldn't have played yet tomorrow night. All the same. I mean, yeah, I think it, I'm just saying the exact same thing in a in a different way. And, and it's funny, right? Because I believe Mississippi State's going to score points. I don't think that Kentucky can keep up with Mississippi State in terms of scoring points. The only way that they can do that is if there are busts defensively and Kentucky's able to make big plays. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. Mississippi State, take advantage of a depleted Kentucky offensive line and make Will Levis frustrated. Because you can, you can frustrate him. Yeah, you can, especially if you're getting to him quickly. So what can't they do? Because he presses, right? He presses and tries to make plays that aren't there because of the competitor that he is. Yeah. I mean, you say whatever you want to about Levis. He is a raw, I mean, just like dogged competitor. And he tries to make plays, but he tries to do too much sometimes. And you're ready for a cliche? Uh, this one should crack you up if you, you catch my drift. He's a sneaky good runner. Um, but but he actually is real lunch pail guy, right? Yeah, you know, coach's kid, first first one in, last one out, all that. But but he is he he usually has been Jim an effective Rat. runner. But if he's really playing on turf toe, that element of his game might be taken away in this one because I, I don't know if you guys have had it. I have not myself. Apparently, it's painful, and yeah. so he's already behind a bad offensive line. And if he can't be the runner that he usually can be, then he's in a world of hurt. What can they not do? By the way, I was too slow to get any significant foot or ankle injuries or toe injuries or whatever. you got to be moving fast to do those things, I think. I was never in danger of one. Yeah. But no. No, you weren't. Uh, what can Mississippi State not do? 
Did we go first? No, no. What what killed them against LSU more than anything else was drop passes. State had some opportunities to make big plays, and 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 they didn't get them. They didn't take those opportunities. So it's going to be the same thing. I think. Kentucky watched last week and said, we can't just drop eight against Will Rogers. And the, and the way they're running the ball, we have to be on the line of scrimmage. We have to be we have to bring pressure. So when those times come and you've got an open guy down the field and, he, and the ball hits him in the hands, he better catch it. They cannot afford to have the drop passes that plague them against LSU that haven't been as big a deal against A&M and Arkansas. Will Rogers can't throw it to the other team. Yeah. And, and, and here's what I mean. We talked about the numbers earlier, right? He's averaging, what do we say, one one interception per 92 pass attempts yeah. or something along those lines. It's, I mean, it's a ridiculous number. But Will Rogers has also been fortunate this year because he's thrown the ball to the other team some and they just haven't caught it. He, he, he's got to be a little more... <laughs> I, I really hesitate to say this out loud when he's completing 75% of his passes and he's only thrown four interceptions all season long. But I think he's got to be a little more careful with the ball because there have been some plays there to be made by opposing defenses that haven't been made. If Kentucky makes a couple of plays defensively, they think could get uncomfortable, and you don't want to do that. So Will Levis got to protect the football, stay away from the big mistake, and Mississippi State will be fine. Barion Brown. You just can't Barion Brown. If it's in special teams, if Kentucky finally decides they want to force the football to their most electric player this week, you can't let that guy beat you. He is the most explosive player on the field, and I mean for both teams. State's got explosive players, Griffin being one of them, especially in the return game, but Barry and Brown is an electric-type player, and he'll be the fastest player on the field. He's the most electric player on the field. If you contain him, I don't know where Kentucky's points in production are going to come from. Yeah. But he's the kind of guy that can almost win football games on his own. He's got that kind of home run ability. Whatever he's doing, contain him, and everything else will take care of itself. I do think in some ways we're maybe selling Key and Robinson a little bit short. They've got three pretty good receivers, but Brown is the one that is the difference maker in the open field. If he gets a crease, look out, because he can absolutely fly. Where does Chris Rodriguez fit into this? Because he's a Will good running back. Will they give him back. the football? Well, there's that, but I mean, he kind of fits into what Mississippi State does well, right? They do a pretty good job of stopping the run. Yeah. You know, the, the, the rushing yards they've given up this year, most of it has been from Hornsby and Daniels breaking plays off as a quarterback. Guys just running up the middle. I mean, A'shane Hat was over 100, but I feel like Rodriguez, if Kentucky needs to make him part of the game plan, but I don't know what he's going to do in this game. Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm. It's a big college football weekend. It is a big high school football Friday night. Will East will join us in studio coming up next to talk about the high school football slate tonight in the Magnolia State.
Come on. Super Talk Mississippi. Check this out. Are you ready? Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi. Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Thanks for being with us. We are coming to you today from the Ole Miss Banking and Finance Symposium at the Oxford Conference Center, as always in the Pearl River Resort Studio. And Will East joins us from Studio X, but he is on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team at Mississippi Farm Bureau. Let's talk some high school football in the state of Mississippi. Middle of the month of October, it is starting to get a little bit late, Will East. It is getting very late. Uh, you got some teams that are in desperate need of wins tonight. I can name a couple. Some that just a few weeks ago were ranked in the top five, top ten. Now all of a sudden they need to win, otherwise their season will be a disaster. Uh, I'm going to point to one that really needs a win tonight. And that's Oxford. Oxford is struggling right now since you're in Oxford. Uh, they face Clinton tonight. Clinton is a team that is surging at the right moment. Last week, Clinton just poured it on Madison Central. They rushed for like, uh, or their lead running back rushed for 175 yards on 28 carries against Madison Central's defense. And Clinton just looks like a team that is on the roll right now, while Oxford has just really struggled. Uh, last yeah. week, they. Um, uh, they got beat by Germantown, um, and just a difficult road ahead for them because they still have Startville uh, on the the docket, and it's just Tupelo's offense has just not been. I mean, excuse me, um, Oxford's offense has just not been able to get things going uh, recently, and they've given up a lot of points and they've had a lot of mistakes. Uh, so that's a team that desperately needs a win. Madison Central lost, like I said earlier, lost against Clinton last week, and tonight they're going to be facing a Tupelo team that is as hot as anybody right now. And although Madison, is there an argument to be made that Tupelo is the best team in the state? No, I mean I know, not, I know not you've yet. been on the Brandon train. I understand that, but I mean they've been dominant. They have been dominant, um, but Brandon's played a tougher schedule. Uh, and Brandon has, I think their closest game was twenty to seven, something like that. Uh, I think that was against Warren Central two weeks ago. Okay. I still think Brandon's the number one overall team, number one team in 6A. But in 6A North, Tupelo is definitely the team to beat right now. 7-0. and They've okay. scored the most points in all of 6A football. They've allowed the fewest amount of points in all of 6A football. They have, in fact, one of the best defenses in the entire state uh, when you look at the numbers. Tupelo's really a team to, that's that's on the rise right now. The issue for Tupelo over the years, if you've been following Mississippi high school football, is that there's been a lot of years where they would go undefeated in the regular season but then lose in the first or second round of the playoffs. And that will, of course, be the question this year is can they do that? Can they get past that first or second round? I think they have all the tools this year. They just don't have that uh, experience that a team like Brandon, who went to the 6A state championship game last year, has. I actually talked to Chris Cutcliffe last night for a few minutes, the the head football coach at Oxford, and I said, you know, this was a tough couple of weeks. He's like, yeah, you, he said, you know, we lost two in a row. He said he hadn't played very well, and he said, it's been a long time since we've done that around here. They've won a lot of football yeah. games two over the last championship decade games. or so, and, and you know, uh, it's, uh, it's not a good feeling for anybody in and around the Oxford program. Uh, Ocean Springs, you know, we talked about them a little bit early in the year. 
And then we just kind of let them slide to the back burner just a little bit, but they're still clipping along undefeated. They've got one of the best players in the state of Mississippi. And is it a similar conversation to what we just had a second ago about Tupelo? Ocean Springs has had some good regular seasons, but it's finishing the deal, right? Absolutely. That is the the question. If if they were not a team on the coast uh, in Region 4, everybody would be talking about um, Ocean Springs as 1A or 1B in the state right now. But because of the Coast's record in 6A football, I'm not talking about any other classification, just 6A football in the playoffs the past decade, since Moss Point was dominating, uh, there just hasn't been any teams to to get past. I don't think there's been one in the past 10 years to make it to a state championship game, and that's the knock on them. It's history. Uh, As far as the team on the field this year, doing as well as ever. Now, they did give up the most points they've given up all season long last week against Biloxi, but they still won by 20. Uh, That's the kind of football they're playing right now. Bray Hubbard is, if I had had to pick a quarterback to start for me right now on a Mississippi high school football team and I had a draft pick, it would be Bray Hubbard. No doubt about it. Tonight they'll play Pascagoula, who's been struggling as of late. And the last real challenge for Ocean Springs on their schedule, I would say, would be Gulfport in two, I think it's two weeks, not this week, but next week. Yeah, the 28th. Yeah, so I think that's going to be the last, um, which we don't have a whole lot of games left, but I think that if if they're going to slip up, I'm not saying they are. They're they're playing as well as anyone right now. That's the toughest challenge remaining for them until the uh, playoffs roll around. Pascagoula tonight, then St. Martin's, then um, uh, Gulfport. You just said it a second ago. Gulfport. Yeah. Uh, and then they close it out with Harrison Central. So that's what's on the uh, on the docket for Ocean Springs. So what about Brandon? Uh, it's number one team in the state. They've been dominant all season long, undefeated in uh, in region play. Uh, I don't see any reason to think that they're not going to continue to roll. They've got this matchup with Meridian tonight. They got Meridian tonight, who lost a heartbreaker, one-point loss to Oak Grove last week. Just, I don't know if anybody's going to stand in their way. I, you know, of course, they still have the Rankin County Super Bowl. That's a big rivalry game. You know, all the cliches, throw out the record book, all that kind of stuff. But as of right now, they are rolling. They beat Pedal um, and pretty much killed Pedal's playoff hopes uh, last week beating them 32-7. to seven. They are just on a roll right now. They are dominant. Uh, 6A is starting to kind of shape into form. We still have some questions here and there. In the north part of the state, Region 1 of 6A, undefeated South Haven is the team to beat tonight. They'll play Olive Branch. If they beat Olive Branch tonight, uh, South Haven will more than likely be the Region 1 title holder. Maybe, and then it's kind of a fight for 2, 3, and 4. So 6A is kind of shaping into form. 5A is kind of up in the air in a couple regions. Let me point you to Region 2 of 5A where Vicksburg and Ridgeland will play tonight. That region has become one of the most fun regions in the entire state because it has Vicksburg, who's all of a sudden playing a lot better. They're 5-2 or 4-2, I can't remember. But they've won every game since starting 0-2. 
and they beat Callaway, who was a really good team a couple of weeks ago. Now they're going to be playing a Ridgeland team that's all of a sudden starting to struggle a little bit, and these are two complete opposite teams. I mean, it's like Richard Cross and Brian Haydad opposite. You got Ridgeland, high flying, throw the ball everywhere, he, give up a lot of it. points. And then you've got Vicksburg, who is old school, you know, wing T defense. We're going to win the game seven to six type team. So two very opposite type teams going up against each other tonight in in one of the more fun regions in the state. Which, which one of us is which? Which one's the high fly? Well, hey, one to watch from... and Which one is the? <laughs> I'm okay. from Vicksburg. I'll just take that. You're just going to yeah. be the veer. I'll just be them. Yeah. Okay. It's running the dang ball. Hey, so we've got uh, we got two and a half minutes left, Will. We've only got uh, this segment with you today, with uh, some obligations at the remote, and uh, we're certainly happy to be here. Give me a uh, give me a snapshot of 4A, 3A, 2A, 1A. Anything that stands out to you tonight? Best game in the entire state tonight. If I had to be at one game, it would be at West Lauderdale at at, at Louisville. Uh, West okay. Lauderdale is undefeated. They've been going under the radar. That changed last week when they beat Kosciuszko. Tonight they'll play, they'll play uh, Lewisville, who is obviously a powerhouse program, one of the best in the state. The winner of this one will more than likely be crowned um, regional winner. I think that's Region 4 of 4A. So that's a huge game tonight. Uh, another one is Florence at West Jones. Two teams headed in opposite directions. Florence needs to stop the bleeding. And then Noxaby County at Amory. That's another one that I'm going to have my eye on. These are two of the better teams. Amory is just rolling right now with Charleston French at running back. And they've been getting things done on defense as well. And Noxaby County all of a sudden is starting to look pretty good. In their last two games, Noxaby County's outscored their opponents something like 104 to seven or something, some crazy number like that in just mm. two games. Uh, so that should be a good one. It's funny, it always kind of seems to happen that way for Knoxville County. Maybe it's a little bit of a slow start. Some of those teams play really difficult non-conference schedules, non-region schedules, and then you get you, you get to region play, and it's like, oh, oh yeah, they're, they're, they're still pretty good. Something about them. Um, something uh, about them. A lot of tradition in those programs as well. So what, for most teams, three weeks left in the regular season after this week. For some, you've got four weeks left. Is that right? Yeah, you've got four weeks left. Uh, I think it's November 3rd will be the last um, round of regular season games that we'll have. Some teams are taking the night off. It's kind of a weird schedule. Um, and they're just doing that because of scheduling issues throughout the – we're still kind of recovering from COVID in some ways as far as scheduling is concerned. But, yeah, so uh, November 3rd will be the last week of the regular season. You know who's not taking the night off? Will Least. He's got the preview show when we get done with Sports Talk Mississippi. And then tonight from 10 until 11.30, it's the Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance Company's high school football scoreboard show. Anywhere you get Super Talk, you will get that show tonight. They will have the entire breakdown. William, thank you. Thank you. I'm predicting a St. Aloysius win tonight, by the way. No chance. <laughs> hey, Dad, not a believer. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be back. Thanks, Will. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices on Super Talk Mississippi. 
little bit of a fight song Friday rolling along with you. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Of course, your Supertalk Mississippi stations. Thank you for being with us as we broadcast from the Ole Miss Banking and Finance Symposium from the Oxford Conference Center. Dr. Ken Syree joins us. Uh, you, if you, We've been doing this for a number of years, so you probably know Ken at this point. Also, we've got his son Kyle. And uh, we'll branch off into a little bit of a, a different conversation. I have a really pressing question to start this, though. Sure, go ahead. When did the dress code change for bankers? Nobody wears a tie anymore. It, no, it was really, um, I, I would say 2008 certainly created the change. But, you know, when I first got into the industry, I remember I got chewed out for walking out in the hall for not wearing a tie by my boss. Now, he, he, I was technically not a banker at that time. And that was in the, I guess that would have been the 80s. But it, it really changed quickly after 2008 because bankers started looking for anybody that would show up. And p people didn't really want to wear a tie. There you go. You know, after the crash. So that's when we really saw uh, the dress code change. I know that was really the important, hard-hitting stuff to uh, to get to. I understand. Yeah, and golf shirts even now on Fridays for a yeah, lot of banks. I know. I mean, and then for a while it was like you know, from Memorial Day to Labor Day, oh, we relax, and then you anyway, yeah, all, exactly. all out the window. Exactly right. So, Ken, this event's been going on for a long time. It, it's always well attended, and it's really bankers from all over the southeast that that kind of make the journey in, right? Yeah, that's right. It's our 21st year, and we had over 200 uh, folks here today, so it's really grown. When I first came, I came to Ole Miss in 2004, and I actually did the symposium in 2003, if I recall properly, and we probably had, honestly, we, we might have had 40 people. I think we raised maybe $1,000 or something like that. We probably didn't even break even. and So now we're up to 250 people with our sponsors this year. We raised over $150,000. And that's for scholarships? That's for the whole program. It's everything we do. It's stuff like uh, Bloomberg Terminals for our students. It's travel to competitions. It's uh, competing in the TVA Investment Challenge, things like that, to support our finance students primarily and anywhere we can help. So it adds a lot of value, really, to our program. I want to ask you one more question then I'll bring uh, Kyle in. I know it's something sure. that you talked about earlier today as well, but the Ole Miss online MBA program now ranked at the top of still that top list. ten, yeah, we've been top ten for five years in a row. So, how do uh, you get to that point? Because there's well, a lot of competition in the online space in terms of, of learning, and specifically for an MBA. There is, and and we started early, which uh, uh, we started the program right before I became dean in 2008, and we had the foresight to jump into that space because I think we really felt like, and I think it's true, it's difficult to quit your job because then you forego your salary in addition to the cost of an MBA. Yeah, and we compete very well with the, the big programs, uh, the Penn States, the UNC Chapel Hill, Virginia, Florida, people like that, that are in that space. But almost everyone seems now like they have an online MBA program. But our people make it, we, we try to mimic the in-class experience with a lot of interaction and a lot of projects, a lot of collaboration amongst the students and across those platforms. And it really has been something to behold. And, and frankly, it prepared us really well for COVID because the folks who've taught in that program knew what they were doing. I had never taught online. And, you know, anybody that looks at it says, oh, well, this is easy. But what, for me, I ended up working three times as hard, and it turned out to be a worse experience for our students. You know, I, I didn't enjoy it. I, I'd much rather be in person. But we've got people that are really good at it. Yeah, and, and I think it takes a special talent to, to it, be yeah, able to do it that. It really does. Because it's really easy to, to immediately go to, you know what, on uh, in-person learning is better. 
Yeah. But if you've got the right instructor, you you can pull that off. That's right. That's right. And, and you know, it's like anything. There's a learning curve. And, sure. And our people have been doing it for 15 years, so that helped. Guy with a similar last name to yours, Syree, which is not the most common last name. Kyle Syree, who is actually your son, lives yes. in North Carolina, works at Custodia Bank, uh, joins us as well. You proud of Pops? Seems like he's doing well. Yeah, he's doing okay. Yeah. He can work a little bit on the personality and physical looks face, but, you know, I'm, I'm calling the pot black hair. So I, I was going to say, I, there, there's some pretty similar facial hair. What about on the golf course? Do you, do you play also? Oh, I'm way better than him. No, I, I'm, I'm terrible. He's very, very good. You, you, you couldn't... Uh, yeah, he he's, he's stuck with baseball and basketball and football, and and uh, he, he's left-handed in golf, so that created a real challenge. Um, and I tried, but I this was uh, apparently difficult for me to translate to left-handed. Yeah, I, I well, that's what Mickelson did, right? I mean, supposedly yeah. was it was like a mirror thing. His dad would swing the club right-handed, and he would stand opposite and would just try to mirror it, mirror it, and. Uh, I guess it's worked out okay for uh, for him along the yeah, way. Yeah, he's done okay. So we're short on time right here, but if we can, we're going to hang with you guys through the break. You may remember a year ago, we had a, a little bit of a cryptocurrency conversation with Ken. Well, that's what Kyle does for a living. He is a senior UX designer at Custodia Bank, and, and so we'll talk some Bitcoin and some cryptocurrency and kind of what those markets are doing and what the future holds and what it means. Let the broadcasting of the disturbed continue. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm, supertalk TV, and on your supertalk Mississippi radio stations. Thanks for being with us on this Friday. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, and Brian Haydad is always coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort, the home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Two 18-hole championship golf courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas. You can book your tee time online at dancingrabbitgolf.com. Com. Great to be with you. We are uh, broadcasting today from the Oxford Conference Center for the Ole Miss Banking and Finance Symposium. And we're going to try to maybe learn a little something. Michael Borky and I had fun with this. I, I think Hey Dad did a year ago as well when we uh, we talked a little bit about cryptocurrency. Uh, Kyle Syrie is um, with Custodia Bank. He is based in North Carolina. Is that headquarters for the bank also? We're, we're based out of Wyoming. Chad. Okay. Ooh, good spot. Mm-hmm. You need to put in for a transfer to Wyoming. That'd be a cool spot to live. Uh, but no, uh, lives in Chapel Hill and is a cryptocurrency expert. Is that is that fair to say? You, you, I'll go with enthusiast. Expert seems like big shoes to fill. Okay, that's fair. But <laughs> largely, your job has been educating people, clients, etc., on cryptocurrency, how it works, what it does, and why it's important, right? I would say most of my passion's been around educating people um, specifically on Bitcoin, but a few other cryptos in the past, um, mostly Bitcoin for the last few years. But my job has been uh, mixed between healthcare and um, fintech and banking background. So basically what I do is anytime you interact with a product and you either hate it because you can't accomplish what you set out to do or you achieve your objective and you're like, wow, that was easy. Somebody like me is responsible for either that blame or that credit. Okay. The the credit's more fun than the blame, Indeed. right? Indeed. Yeah. You get more blame. All right. So 
As a cryptocurrency enthusiast, if I ask the most basic question, and I think it's a question that a lot of people, frankly, have, you know, whether you're sure. talking about Bitcoin or Ethereum or Dogecoin or whatever else is out there, like people get that, okay, it's money and it's financial transactions, but what is it really? What is cryptocurrency? So it very much depends on which one you're talking about. So that's the NBA answer, which means it's complicated. Mm -hmm. But the truth is that it's something locked by the law of large numbers and very complicated computational algorithms that makes it hard to steal. The easier way to say that is for Bitcoin, because Bitcoin uses something called proof of work. Your whole life is built around the energy and work you spend. If you don't work on your family, it's going to fall apart. If you don't work at your job, you're going to get fired. And Bitcoin uses proof of work, which is a proof of that cryptography, those large numbers, that computational effort um, to show that those transactions have value and those transactions cost energy so over time you spend that energy to secure that work and that's the underlying value of what makes a bitcoin or a proof of work coin worthwhile other coins have different things going on so somewhere along the way a guy decided i'm going to come up with an alternate form of currency yes and invented bitcoin and here we are it is a global phenomenon so I'll, I'll, I'll pitch you, um, I, we, we, I think we're going to do something a little bit interesting. And as I talk you through this, I'll, uh, I'll kind of explain it. One of the, in the 90s, cryptocurrency came around. There's something called eCash that was developed in 94, 96. And that had some problems because you couldn't really trust anyone. So you couldn't send it trustlessly. You always had to have an intermediary or a bank or somebody to verify the transaction. It was slow. And so solving that problem was really complicated. In 2008, somebody named Satoshi Nakamoto, we have no idea who they are release what's called the blockchain and that does some more interesting things and it removes that trusted third party so over the break what I did is I had you install an application pretty easy to install right the wallet of Satoshi straight from my app store yes sir so if you'll open that um, what he's done is created an invoice it has a five dollar on it okay. it's got one of those little QR codes and so if I scan that okay you just scan he is you can see if you're watching on super talk tv he just scanned the qr code on my phone and how long do you think it would take for you to get that five dollars i mean I, I i think i'm supposed to play along here but i'm assuming that it would be relatively fast and and, and here's the reason it's there yeah you've already gotten it okay beautiful porky he just gave me five dollars most profitable show ever i feel like you should give <laughs> that to me, me uh, I, well, I can't scan the QR code on your phone right now. Oh, I see. Kyle, don't tell me why that's that's not really an issue. <laughs> so, so I said I didn't think it would take long. Yeah. But my rationale for that would be I pay our babysitters with Venmo all the Absolutely. time. We go to the golf course, and your dad and I play a little friendly match, and I owe him $5 at the end, and I'm like, hey, I, I can use Apple Pay or you know, Venmo or, or whatever. Why, why is this different than that? So normally when you want, use one of those accounts, is it tied to your bank account or your credit cards? Yes. And when you got a bank account or a credit card, were you required to give them like an ID or social security number and all that stuff to sure. set up, right? Did you have to do that when you installed that app? No. So this is completely anonymous. That's right. Well, I mean, not completely, but mostly. And if you were in another country and you didn't have a bank or you were here and you didn't have an ID or you had to send money home to, say, a struggling family member in Ukraine or South America or Africa, you can send $5 for about a 30th of a penny as opposed to spending, you know, maybe 8 to 25% of that total $5 for Western Union. Or I, say, I don't have to go to Western Union and pay uh, whatever the service fee is to send it. And you can do that instantly without any sort of third-party intermediary, no banks involved, peer-to-peer, -peer, instant. All right, so let's take this a step farther. Borky, uh, 
Can, can, can we make this work, like, to a third party? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so Michael Borky, you got to download on your phone the wallet of Satoshi in the App Store. Okay? All right. So do that. And then request five dollars. Mm-hmm. So how do I send this to him? So what he'll have to do is he'll have to um, send you at the bottom. There will be a share or a copy link, and okay. he can text or get that to you via email. All you'll do is just copy that that Lightning Network address and uh-huh. plug it into your app, and it's gone to him as soon as you click paste and send. Okay, just like an email. I'm glad it works, Borky. We can stop now. We don't we don't actually have to follow through on the X. Actually, let's do it. So so <laughs> d- down download that request five dollars and then hit the share link and text it to me. Yeah, and we can talk about whatever while he's he's struggling through that. So, if you follow cryptocurrency markets, they are incredibly volatile. Um, a year ago, right now, crypto or uh, Bitcoin was trading at forty thousand dollars a coin, give or take sixty-five thousand dollars a coin, whatever the number was. And it's I haven't looked in the last day or two, but twenty thousand ish. So that's a pretty significant fall. I know this is a, a loaded question when you're talking to somebody in the banking world, but what's the future value in terms of trading? I mean, that's a it's a it's. W- a would you question. feel comfortable investing into Bitcoin right now? I'm assuming you do. I mean, I, I, I buy Bitcoin every hour, so the answer to that is apparently I do. Um, that it's called dollar cost averaging, which is another topic we can get to maybe a little later. All right. So, so he has texted me this link. All right. So I got to copy that. Uh huh. And then you're going to go back to Wallet of Satoshi, click pay, paste that in. So you're um, go back real quick and click send. Send. Yep. Okay. I'll allow access to the camera. And you should have a uh, the little maybe the at or the lightning address. There and we I think go. You can just paste it in. All right. I've actually not sent via Wallet Satoshi, so we'll see if that if that's Uh-oh. how you do it. That didn't work out, Borky. We'll figure this out uh, in a bit. Yeah, well, we now will. you owe me five bucks. <laughs> yeah, well, put it on my tab. <laughs> you just hope it's not too volatile. But to get back to the question of how do you calculate the future value, right now it's kind of trading like a tech stock, and tech stocks have also lost quite a bit this year, depending on what you're looking at. So it's it's maybe not 75% or something like that like Bitcoin has, but I bet some of them are 50, 60 or so on. Um, and the way that you really value Bitcoin is by the historical energy that it's, it's consumed from 2008 to current, and then the energy that it might consume in the future and, and use to secure the network. A lot of people will criticize Bitcoin for using too much energy, but if you were to say, how important is it for you to preserve your wealth and not have that stolen or um, just become obsoleted through inflation, most people, especially this year, would say, pretty darn important. And so the energy that it consumes is roughly equivalent to hair dryers or a clothes dryer in your house. Unless you're wanting about that. running one of those big mining operations, right? All of them, if you combine all of them, it's about 0.04% of global huh. energy. It's incredibly low. It's just... Yeah, one quick story about that, if we've got time, too. What, what he, the energy capture part, so he literally heated his house one winter by mining Bitcoin, and the heat that they put off is like a computer. So he would, let's say you heated your house with an electric heater, wall heater, say. Yeah. You're just going to spend that money your house and it's literally gone out the window right you get nothing for it other than you were warm right okay so if you if you use bitcoin miners instead of the heaters you capture that and you make bitcoin while you're heating your house so that's that's probably a really good use example this this is a question that i think a lot of people have kyle it comes in on the ceasefire text line you can text us as well 601-879-4395 
But how do you get the actual cash in hand, as in into my bank account? So um, is, is this where the mindset change has to happen? Yeah, that's right. I mean, you would have to exit the asset. So if you receive stock, how do you get the cash out of the Walmart or Amazon or Apple stock that you own? You have to sell it and realize a gain, right? Yeah. And so if you were to do that with Bitcoin, you can sell it on a variety of exchanges. You can even go to your local convenience mar market probably and get back into cash and get cash from the register. But that's not quite as split out or shared into um, as many as many places as it will be in maybe five or ten years but the answer is you'd have to sell the bitcoin and there's plenty of vendors who'd help you do that interesting stuff uh oh only scratching the surface but time is limited thank you both for uh visiting with us as always our pleasure dr ken syrie his son kyle syrie with custodia bank a uh, little crypto conversation interesting stuff we're going to jump back into the football when we come back this is sports talk mississippi yes, Mississippi. Here's more. Super Talk. Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad. Good conversation with uh, Dr. Ken Syrie and Kyle Syrie uh, talking the Ole Miss Banking Finance Symposium and also uh, cryptocurrency conversation. A lot of people saying, now let's talk football. And uh, we absolutely will do that. Don't forget, you can be part of the Polks Pick 6 online. Polks Pick, uh, I'm sorry, supertalk.fm slash Polks. You're picking six games, just winners, not against the spread. Just pick the winners. Give us your name, your phone number, and an email address, and uh, you'll put a tie-breaking score in. Total points. Don't give me the score. Give me the total points in Alabama and Tennessee coming up this weekend. Um, so you put a little cross money into Bitcoin? Is that what I just was that what just happened? No, he he gave me five dollars to show me how fast a Bitcoin transfer could happen, and then there was uh, an error in the process between Michael. Bor I was going to send it to Michael Borky, and that didn't work as well. Oh well, then I guess I could. I'll just keep it. Yeah, just keep it. Yeah. You you got to send me a. There was a transaction fee in there. That's what messed it up, Borky. Well, then I didn't have enough money in the wallet. You're going to have to request less than five dollars. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. We said we talked some ball. These matchups this weekend. Tell me how you. Where do you want to start here? Do we want to zip through the SEC games? Let's start with Alabama Tennessee, actually, okay. if that's okay with you. Because uh, absolutely, we got some more quotes from Saban on his coach's show last night about Bryce Young, and again, it bears repeating. Football coaches are liars, including the ones you like. They lie, too. But it's, it really feels like what he, was, what he said about Bryce Young has not been totally embellishment. Like, he's really battling through it, hasn't practiced much, may or may not play, and if he does, he's not 100%. So I listened to an interview or a conversation with Gino Toretta. Former Heisman winning quarterback at Miami, broadcast games on the radio. 
and he talked about a similar injury that he had. And I thought he explained it maybe because we talked it, you know, both of you guys kind of jumped on the, what do you mean he can't hurt it worse? And he described it as if it is indeed an AC joint, which is what it sounds like, that there is only one way to heal an AC joint, and that is time and not re-injuring it. And you don't have much time in a season, and there is a very legitimate chance you're going to re-injure it if you go play on it. So in terms of how could it get worse, well, you could re-injure it, and it could restart the, the healing clock. In terms of playing, Gino Toretta said, look, he said, it's just a pain management thing. How tough a dude are you? And he talked about the fact that, you know, a lot of times if, if you have a linebacker or a defensive back or, or a lineman who has an AC joint, then they'll try to basically immobilize the shoulder. You know, underneath the pads, they'll tape it up, and they're t- kind of limiting mobility. He said, you can't do that as a quarterback, especially when it's your throwing arm. But your non-throwing arm, it's one thing. And so it becomes a pain management thing. You get the cortisone shot on game day to try and reduce the swelling, reduce the inflammation, and then you go play and you try to play through the pain. And if you can play through the pain and be effective, then you keep going. He said, now, in comparison to a knee injury, you get a partially torn ACL, you go out and you play on it. Yeah, absolutely, you can completely tear the thing, whereas it might would have healed on its own. Now you're going to have to have surgery. He said, that there's not a surgery that you go and you have done for this. It's a only time heal. I thought that was as good an explanation as I've heard for it. But that also says to me that Bryce Young's not going to be healthy for the rest of the season. Certain. It's going to be touch and go. He's going to be limited in the amount of time that he can practice. He's one hit away in a game and coming down on that shoulder funny from re-injuring it and having to come out. Alabama is in a little bit of a volatile situation at the quarterback spot. And here's a little drama because it's 2022, and and this is how you know that there's some drama. The third-string quarterback has been liking social media posts saying that he should be the starter when Bryce Young can't play instead of Milrow. So you've got a little inter... By the way, there are people in and around the Alabama program, and, and they know what Tua has been. They know what Bryce Young has been. Thank you, Ken. Yeah, cheese straws. Take that. Nice. Now you really need to send me $5. Thanks, Ken. I bet we can, uh, I bet Houston will share his with you. Um, but, but, but no. You get the lemon ones. So, I was just going to say, people within the Alabama program, what, what's the kid's name? Tyler something? Ty Simpson. Ty Simpson. They think he's the best of the bunch, his, and it's maybe not even close. His dad played at state. Really? Yeah. He, he long ago. I mean, he's one of those kids you, you started hearing about like in ninth grade because he's a five star kid. Yeah. There was some when Mullen was still there. There was like, ooh, that could be. And then I roll. I roll my eyes a little bit about that when you got the reigning Heisman Trophy quarterback on right. your team. But in terms of the future, uh, Alabama people are really excited about Ty Simpson down the road. Yeah. Well, down the road. But maybe I'm with this you, year. Borky. Borky, I'm with you. I'm not really sure that you want him. Doing that? No. Necessarily? No, no, you don't. So, does that change the way you look at the game this weekend now? But look, there's six games left in the regular season. It's not like it would be a season wasted. If he stepped in and started playing and played at a high level, yeah. That's worth it? Absolutely. 
I mean, what what maybe, and I doubt it, but you think that they may be trying to get through a couple more weeks and then play him for the Final Four? If they really believe that he would be the best option, do they wait just to preserve a year of eligibility? Absolutely not. But Alabama is not in the era of having four-year no. quarterbacks anymore. They're not worried. And, and look, I mean, you, you say Final Four. The Final Fours: LSU on the road, Ole Miss on the road, Austin P and Auburn. Yeah, I can't do that. So, and then possibly the SEC championship game, and possibly a college football playoff semifinal. So then, no, if you're going to play him, you're playing him. Yeah. So then, what does this change, or does this change the way you look at them? Not only tomorrow, but down the line, their Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. Possibly, not possibly, is not close to 100% in his throwing shoulder. That matters. I thought Nick Saban was incredibly honest on his radio show. If you saw the comments, read the comments, listened to the comments, he said, I don't know. We don't know. He said, and guess what? We're not going to know. He said, I'm not going to know until the game begins. Bryce Young isn't going to know until the game begins. He's practiced some. He's tried. He thinks he can go. But we're not going to know because of the type of the injury he is until he goes out and figures out what he can do in a game situation. You're obviously not you you're not taking up taking him up to 100 miles an hour in practice. You're trying to heal as much as you can during practice. And and if you're Alabama, thankfully you've got a quarterback that you feel like can miss a week or two of practice and still be okay. Yeah, as long as he's engaged mentally, which we know Bryce Young is. But I think. Yeah, I think all of a sudden you're in a scary spot if you're Alabama. The, the kid they played last week, Milrow, cannot beat Tennessee. Am I crazy for saying that? No. 100% he can't. I don't think Alabama can score at the clip that will be necessary to stay with Tennessee with Jalen Milrow playing quarterback. I, I mean, you, you start making big, bold, definitive, sweeping statements about Alabama – and you look like a moron in a hurry. I understand that. But based on what you saw last week, he doesn't have a large enough grasp of what they're trying to do in the offense. And Tennessee's going to score. Be shocked if they don't score. They're going to score. Number one offense in the SEC. They're, they're going to score. They're going to score points. This is going to be a shootout. The only way Alabama can win is to stay in the shootout. The, I just said, a lot of bullets. I just said the only way Alabama can win about a football game. I understand that. Are we that's, that's where we are. sure Tennessee's going to go and score a bunch of points tomorrow? Are we sure about that? Look at my are, we, are we sure? We're sure. We're sure. That, that, For sure. That Tennessee, who had to beat Pittsburgh in overtime. They scored points. Is gonna, they, couldn't, they couldn't stop them. They can score. Is going to just... Score up and down the field against Alabama. Are yeah, sure? I, I'm not predicting Tennessee's going to put 40 on the board. They're going to score though, but I don't think it's going. They're going out and scoring 17 either. They'll be in the 30s. Ooh, sure. Mm-hmm. Alabama will be in the 20s or the 30s. Just got to give it all away right now. What's going on here? Well, and we were doing a radio show, man. Not everybody listens when we do picks. It's okay. The Alabama will be close to the 30s. Okay. What's the total? No idea. I think I've got it right here. Eh, maybe I don't have it pulled up right now. So are you are you, are you thinking an underplay, or you're just well, – we'll, we'll get to your picks in a second. Give me – I tell you who we're going to ask about this. Bruce Marshall. 
Yeah. Bruce Marshall with the Gold Sheet going to join us next on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team at Mississippi Farm Bureau. Always enjoy our conversations with uh, Bruce. We're going to dive in on this ball game. Alabama, Tennessee, third Saturday in October, cigars, the whole deal. We'll also talk about Mississippi State, Kentucky, LSU, Florida, Ole Miss, Auburn, and maybe work in a few others. We're going to see if Bruce has got one of those special games that he really loves. Those are always fun as well. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, Pearl River Resort Studio on a Friday. Be right back. Here comes more Sports Talk Mississippi. You ready, guys? On Super Talk Mississippi. Back with you, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and uh, Super Talk TV. Thanks for being with us, Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad. Let's go to the Farm Bureau guest line and talk with Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet, goldsheet.com. Bruce, let's just dive right in. Man, what a weekend we have coming up. And we were talking earlier, it got started last night with that West Virginia game. Porky, what do we got? We got Bruce. Hey, Bruce, can you hear me? We good? Uh, yeah, I got you. There we go. Not uh, not entirely sure what happened there. Uh, I was just talking as we roll in. What a weekend we've got coming up. Everywhere you look, great games. It is. And you, you wonder, Rich, I mean, this is one of these weeks. We're at the time of year now. We're going to start finding out some of these teams that are 5-0, and 6-0, uh, maybe even including Ole Miss is one of those, but uh, it, you know they're going to start peeling away here. I don't think Ole Miss will peel away, but there's some other games: Penn State, Michigan, Oklahoma State, TCU. Um, this is the time of year when you're going to start seeing some of these teams make that move, or some of them start falling back. And right about now, it starts, so it is a big weekend. It's been a long time since it feels like the third Saturday in October really mattered. Of course, we're talking about Tennessee and Alabama and cigar game and managers, you know, can't wait to swap cigars and smoke them in the visitor stadium and all of that. There are a lot of people that really like Tennessee. And then you sit back and you're like, yeah, but every time Alabama gets tested a little bit, they seem to answer the test. Bama's an eight-point favorite on the banks of the, uh, the Tennessee River. What are we thinking? Yeah, a couple of quick notes here. You're right, uh, third Saturday in October. Um, I wonder if this is going to endure as a crossover game or if they'll still have those when the SEC changes its schedule. And maybe it might not be as easy to play this game every year. We'll see. Maybe not. Maybe they'll keep it going. Two, I think this has hurt Tennessee the last 15 or so years. Oh, yeah, it's just when Saban came there, that's been their crossover game. It would be a little bit different if they had somebody else from the West maybe the last 15 years. But um, they, that's, that's what they want to live with up there. And they have not beaten Alabama since Mike Shula was there. We hear that a few times with Alabama. That's the only time they bring Shula's name up anymore. Um, they have a shot here. This is the best shot maybe since uh, Lane Kiffin actually gave it a shot his one year there in 09. Um, usually they haven't been too close, although last year's game was tighter than that score indicated. Here's what impresses me about Hendon Hooker, and I continue to be impressed by him because I did not see this from when he was at Virginia Tech. I, 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 and maybe it's the offense they're running up there, and it's a lot more progressive now, but I did not think he could be this effective running Heupel's offense. Since he took over at quarterback, Rich, 36 TD passes, three picks. 
uh, last year. He hasn't thrown a pick yet this year. Tennessee's only one of three teams that has not thrown a pick all this season. So to run that offense, that fast, that up-tempo, and not make mistakes is really good. And that, I think, can keep them in the game here tomorrow. Uh, I think Nick's going to need Bryce Young to win this game. You know, Milro, big plays, it makes big mistakes, too. And he almost cost him last week against A&M. And Bama's played a lot of close games the last two years, including last week and a few weeks before that at Texas, and a bunch of them last year. This ain't going to be easy. Uh, I think 36-34, we had at Alabama to win and squeeze one out. But uh, Tennessee, I, I think it's kind of for real. Ask those LSU people. They, were, they weren't convinced until they saw them last week, and they are big, big buyers right now in Tennessee. So I, I think this is going to be close. 36-34 maybe comes down to a field goal at the buzzer, that, that type game? Yeah, I think it could be. I think it's going to be. I mean, we've seen some. We've seen some uh, hair raisers here with Alabama lately. A lot of them, really, the last two years. And you think about it. So, uh, no surprise, it's close again. Ole Miss and Auburn, big number in this game. Ole Miss, a 15-point home favorite. There are a lot of people that think this could be the end of the road for Brian Harson. We'll have to wait and see on that. We all agree, Bruce, that Ole Miss is better than Auburn. Just like in every facet of the game, they are better. And yet, 15 points in a series that historically has been dominated by Auburn. Yeah, I thought the same thing last year. We were talking about this game last year, too, Rich, and Ole Miss couldn't beat them back there at Jordan-Hare. I was sort of on pear shape for Auburn since. And you're right, they have a bye after this week, so you're thinking this, this might be the time, although they're still you know, waiting to put an AD in up there uh, over in, at Auburn. So, I mean, there's a lot of moving pieces there. Um, the one, here's the thought. I mean, they don't have enough offense. They've been Harson's getting some effort from his team. They played well for the first half last week against Georgia, the week before that against LSU. They just don't have enough offense to sustain a push. And uh, Ole Miss, I, I still need to see a little bit more convincing on the Ole Miss defense here, but I just don't think Auburn's got enough. What I did like about Ole Miss last week, now this might have been just a function of playing Vanderbilt. We talked about this earlier this year, Rich, and you probably talked about it this week. Chunk plays, which we saw the last couple of years from Lane's offense, we hadn't seen the first month of this season too much until last week. Uh, Mingo Watkins in particular had those big plays. So chunk plays last week, we know Ole Miss can run, and so Lane might have, and Jackson Dart might be getting comfy now. So I think they can outscore Auburn tomorrow. This might do it for uh, uh, Harson, 38-16, outscore him enough to cover that number. Um, so if this offense, if they're if they got the passing game cranked up, they got two more weeks to tune it up after this before Bama comes in. So uh, I think they will miss. I'd rather lay the points tomorrow. Bruce, maybe the most volatile line of any of the major games this week is in a top 25 matchup with Mississippi State heading to Lexington. Open, small, ballooned when it looked like Will Levis wasn't going to play, came back down, finally has settled at four, which just seems like a mistake to me. Tell me why Mississippi State should not be more favored. Tell me a reason that I shouldn't be all over Mississippi State in this game. I am too, and I'm still scratching my head over last week. I mean, no Edward Snowden he, talking about Mark Stoops. If you could keep that quiet about Levis's foot injury and nobody knew about it until he comes out on crutches in the pregame, I mean, with the SEC media bloodhounds all around, I mean, he should be in working for the uh, Defense Department with the uh, defense secrets or maybe in the White House to plug leaks. I mean, to keep that quiet was something. I'm not, I'm not one of these guys who thinks Levis is going to be the first quarterback picked in the draft, but... 
Uh, he's good, and they went to a freshman last week after he couldn't play, and they fumbled the first snap, and they just were never in it against South Carolina. They're going to, they would need him, and they need him healthy to beat, uh, to beat uh, Leach. I'll, this has been a home series, though. That's the only thing that bothers me about Mississippi State: seven straight home team wins and covers. Leach got him last year um, in Starkville. Um, they ran the ball last week too, and you guys know that you saw it, and we know what Rodgers can do, and we. We always talk about that defense being underrated. Ole Miss, I mean, Mississippi State, 31-19. That's my score forecast. So I'm like you. Okay. That looks too good to pass up to me. Bruce, uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can get your picks if they are so inclined. Thanks, Rich. Check us out online, goldsheet.com. Hey, check out this Gold Sheet Extra. The NFL Tech Plays of the Week are 11-0 and right now. we got a couple more this weekend. All online, goldsheet.com. My picks are there. Also, Vegas Insider and DonBest.com. All right, I want you to put on a different hat for me just a second. We're looking ahead here, and I need you to be a bookmaker. We, we talked yesterday a lot about Mississippi State and Ole Miss, and the question came up, if these two teams played right now, what would the line be? So you get to set the line, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Game's being played in Oxford this year, so, so we'll use Oxford as the venue. Uh, Ole Miss. Three. I think it would be three either way for the home team here because we I've got these two teams rated on the power ratings just the same right now. So um, I, I've got them exactly even with three points for home field. So um, it, wherever the egg bowl is at this year, home team at this point this week, I think I'd make the home team a three-point favorite. All right, which is kind of what, what we thought. We said, yeah, yeah kind of what we thought. Hey, dig into your uh, into your little bag of goodies, Bruce. Yeah, let, let's hear one of those games that you're really in love with. Maybe maybe it's off the radar. Maybe it's on the radar. Just just one that you really like nationally. How about tonight, Navy down at SMU? I don't. You maybe have seen what's going on with Navy lately. They're playing again. I mean, Tulsa's not that bad. You guys saw Tulsa a few weeks ago. They're not that bad. I mean, I mean, Navy just let them have it last week. Navy has covered three in a row after that slow start. They did the same thing last year. They lost their first two, covered eight of their last ten. They have given SMU fits over the last several years. They got this option working again. Lavatai, the quarterback, is all of a sudden he's figured it out. I don't know where SMU is at right now. I think they've they've fallen back some after Sonny left, and Lashley's having trouble getting this thing up to speed. I think Navy is a really live underdog tonight. You're getting about 12, 12 and a half down in Dallas. Friday night special, Navy tonight over the Ponies. I like it. I, I actually had the Navy East Carolina game on TV a couple of weeks ago and uh, saw that upset in person. And you, you could tell Na- Navy kind of backs against the wall. I, I'm not sure that's a, a, a team, a program that you want to bet against when their uh, their backs are against the wall. Hey, I, I think we've got time for one more. LSU Florida is just a weird game to be, and I have no idea what to think about it. Boy, I don't either, except the bottom line here is I trust Anthony Richardson less. He's really, he had the Utah game and some of that was running, and then he had that 453 passing against Tennessee. Where that came from, gosh, I don't know. But most of his other games have really been pedestrian. His passing has been erratic. I think Daniels go to go down there and do something. LSU has played pretty well from behind. Now, they didn't last week. They fell too far behind. They're not going to fall that far behind against Tennessee. So I'm going to lean a little bit to LSU. We had a 26-23. But I'll tell you, Rich, in the SEC this week, that one is way down my list for games I like. Yeah. Bruce, thanks so much. Always enjoy the visits. Good catching up on this Friday afternoon. Okay. Have a good uh, weekend, Rich. Thank you. 
Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet and goldsheet.com. We'll be back after this. Sports Talk Mississippi. yourself more sports talk mississippi now welcome back one last time in the four o'clock hour with you just peeking ahead of the five o'clock hour college football fix we will make some picks to start things off then we'll get into a food friday presented by polk's meat and some uh, final thoughts on the matchup of the weekend over the final last half hour of the show. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad with you in Oxford. Michael Borky in our Jackson studio. One more time with Ken Syrie, who is the uh, dean of the School of Business. Correct. I just want to make sure I said that right. I knew that was right, but uh, he wanted to wanted call to... you the head honcho. Is well, what he we to. all know that's not true. Big big man in charge. Big yeah. man on campus. Yeah, the BMS. Yeah, I'm also the chair of banking too, which is why I'm involved with this event here. Do you get two paychecks for that? Like, so you get to be the chair of banking and the dean of the... So, uh, yeah, I think, well, yeah, thank goodness they don't pay me what I'm worth, I guess, right? Yeah, be, well, you know, it'd be awesome be if illegal, you could... But yeah, if you get paid you know, four different full-time salaries. That's what you do. Yeah, but you got to cobble all of that together yeah, yeah. to, you know, be able to live, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. Um, be able to live. What was, uh, what was today about? Well, uh, really, it's about educating financial professionals and our students, and, and we had people from all over the region, and it was uh, really an outstanding day. We had some great speakers. We talked about some of the, the issues. Uh, we, we did spend some time on economics, with, as you would imagine, with the rising interest rates, inflation, and things like that, and some legislation. There's always something going on on those fronts with, with bankers. But we also talked a lot about fintech today, so like we talked about in the last hour with uh, the payment system with, with Bitcoin and crypto, and that's a challenge possibly or, or an opportunity, is what our speaker today said, for community banks and banks. And I tend to agree with that. I think that um, you know the, the that she used I'd never heard before I thought it was really interesting and you know I had this conversation earlier Richard the voice over internet protocol for for phones uh, crypto is kind of like money over internet protocol for money and if that gets all worked out eventually that's what will happen is people will be able to transfer money quickly and cheaply and not have to go through the the financial intermediation of a bank or something like that or a credit card company and um, that'll be especially internationally that'll be much much cheaper and open up payment systems really across the world. That's kind of the idea of crypto and Bitcoin in particular. Yeah. A lot, lot of smart people here today. Anybody have any idea when interest rates are going back down? You know, I, I said in 2004 that interest rates were going to go up. Turns out I was right this year, so that was good. And, and I, so if I say, <laughs> 18 years later. Yeah, if I say interest rates are going down, I know I'll be right. I just don't know how long. You know, most people think it'll plateau. Um, you know, we're, we're the the experts so-called think three years four years and that's a wild guess that will be wrong most likely so yeah. so it's really tough to predict uh everybody believes there'll be a, another move or two or three 
and then you know we'll, we'll as we get more data we'll reevaluate. And, and the thing is that it, so we're talking about two different things, right? When we talk about interest rates, we're talking about the Fed rate, but then the thing that is more important to you and me and people that might be listening to this show is okay. Well, what about the interest rate on my home loan? Yeah, they're all interrelated. So uh, when the Fed funds rate goes up, that tends to put pressure on mortgage rates. So they will will uh, tend to move in the same direction, and there are a lot of the same forces there. And so yeah, mortgage rates I saw this morning six point eight percent. You know, and you could have gotten it a year ago at, at uh, around half that. Yeah. So that's a, that's a real challenge for really a lot of folks, especially if you're you're just now borrowing a home uh, to to get a home. It's it's pretty tough. I, I had a banker tell me that if you took a four hundred thousand dollar house and you put uh, I think he said ten percent down, your payment would go up a little over a thousand a month from this time last year. That's a serious hit. That is real money that uh, is hitting people in the pocketbook. And when you talk about inflation, other Everything's more expensive than it has been. Yeah, and that doesn't even include the cost of the home going up because lumber's more expensive. Yeah. You know, uh, all the whatever the wires you put in it and the fixtures and all that's more expensive. Yeah. So, and yet you look hurts. around and there's construction that's still happening all over the place. That's right. People got to live. People got to work. People want to entertain and play and do great things and come to Oxford and watch the the Rebels win tomorrow. Certainly, that is the uh, hope for a lot of people. Hey, Dad, that's for a lot of people. Not, not, not everybody feels the not exact same way. Not everybody. You know, people are in this America. Haven't you gotten to the point, though, where no. at this point you're like, you know what, just let them both keep winning and let's just set up this most epic of all time Egg Bowl. Man, my ticker is already not probably great. I don't know how much stress I can take. Yeah? I, I, I'm talking about like an 11-0. That would and be o, uncomfortable. An 11-0 and o Ole Miss and a 10-1 and 1 Mississippi State. Yeah. I'm not sure I'd make it through the first quarter. Winner's going to Atlanta. Oh, w- winner's doing a lot. Doing yeah. a lot. The loser might as well just get on a rocket ship and get off the face of the earth. be the worst day ever for that fan base. Yeah, it'd be a tough day. It would. It, it would be it would. a tough day. It's been a good day here, Ken. Thanks for having us once again. Uh, it's a number of years in a row that Super Talk has been here, and uh, we appreciate you having us once again. Thank you, guys. It's been great. We appreciate all the help, and I, I appreciate your show. Everybody I, I know enjoys it, and uh, keep it going. Sounds great. Thanks uh, thank so you, much. Thanks, Ken. Thank you, Brian. We have one hour left of Sports Talk Mississippi with you on this Friday. and We're going to start things off the college football fix driven by Ford when we come back. We're going to make some picks. Michael Borky. He's been okay. I've been absent a lot. And Brian Haydad has been on a heater in terms of picking games over the last couple of weeks. Your, your recent record is what? 12-2-1. Oh. How much money have you made off of those? I don't prefer not to disclose my finances here. Okay. Me and Ken, we keep those kind of things secret from everybody. Yeah, I hear you. That your voting record and whatever else. Right? You well, my voting record is, is quite is very public. Sports Talk Mississippi, 5 o'clock hour coming up. Thanks for being with us. More Sports Talk Mississippi. Now. Now. Given up on South Carolina for the year. What they do, they went out and they won last week. South Carolina's four and two. They got AM. It's a winnable game. They're getting votes. They got Missouri. They got Vandy. 
Florida, Tennessee, Clemson. Eh, those last two, maybe not much, so much. They could win six or seven. They can get back in a bowl game. Borky, they could win eight. They're not going to. They're not going <laughs> to. They're not going to. Sports Talk Mississippi, 5 o'clock hour, Friday afternoon. You know what I say right now. Welcome to the weekend. If you have not started your weekend yet, it's time to probably start moving in that direction. Not you, hey, Dad. Sit still. It's, uh, I can't sit still, but I'll sit for, here. For everybody else. I'll for, sit here. Michael Borky, I don't know if you heard during the break or not. Hey, Dad sat here and was nervous based on the conversation that we had just thinking about that about, about I if the stakes were so high in the egg bowl he's like i can't even think about that without being nervous about it with an 11 and 0 old as a 10 and 1 i literally might go into the press box and just watch or just pat my head down until somebody was up two touchdowns and then i might pick my head up at that point why would you even go at that point hmm? if you're going to do that why would you even go i would just have somebody tell me what happened and just tweet about it real quick yeah. of course you would yeah Oh gosh, just just the ugh. that sounds incredible. I yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. It absolutely does. A lot that's got to happen between now and then we if you want to get something to uh, like that to happen. Uh, we're coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios, Pearl River Resort, the home of the sportsbook at Timeout Lounge. Visit them online at pearlriverresort.com. Time right now for the college football fix. College Football Fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to buyfordnow.com and find out why the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough. Ford F-150, 45 straight years as the number one selling truck in America. You can test drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. What are we doing here? We're making some picks. Forky, you run the, you, you, you've done the picks segment just fine. I've missed it a bunch lately. You, you run this thing and tell me how we're doing it. Oh, I mean, we'll just do it like we always do it. We'll start with Ole Miss. They are a 15 as of this morning point favorite at home against Auburn tomorrow. Go ahead, Ada. So Ole Miss is 3-3 three and three against the spread this year. Didn't cover against Troy. Didn't cover against Tulsa. Didn't cover against Kentucky. I think this is another one of those things. It's just a lot of points. And what is the, what's the line again, Borky? Fifteen. Fifteen. So a two touchdown win is a cover. Auburn defensively is a two touchdown win is not a cover for Ole Miss. Right, right. It's about for, for Auburn. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. So I just I just see Ole Miss winning the game. I don't think they're going to have a whole ton of trouble. But Auburn is good enough defensively to make it respectable. So I'll take Auburn and I'll take the points. Okay, Borky. Forgive me for being overly simplistic, but here's a little exercise. Uh, what team has the better quarterback? Ole Miss. This is my thing. What team is better in the trenches? Ole Miss. Ole Miss. What team has better skill position players? Ole Miss. What team is better coached? Oh, well, I mean, Carson is... No, it's Ole Miss. <laughs> and what team is at home? Ole Miss. Add all of those things together. You're telling me that that and can't Borky's cover about to 15. Wrong team favored. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, I, I think. I mean, all everything, everything favors Ole Miss in this game. They should cover two touchdowns plus one. I will be far more simple than even Michael Borky in my explanation. 
If Bruce Marshall picks Ole Miss, I'll go with Bruce. It's what he does for a living. Right. He's smarter than that. You didn't yeah. the last I don't couple always, times. I don't always agree with Bruce. Don't always agree with Bruce. Homer. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I'll lay the 15. Sure, why not? Right. What's next? Uh, next is our other game. Mississippi State settled at a four-point favorite on the road in Lexington. Clip it. Right, clip whatever you want to. We're talking about money. We're not talking about feelings. We're not talking about rivalries. Money's not We're not talking it's about not red. red. It's green. It is green. And Mississippi State laying the four tomorrow night. Forget about it, cats. Just go home. Stay at Keeneland. Don't waste your time. You're not in this one. Mississippi State. And the last time he was this confident was last year against Memphis. We all saw how that went. Uh, I was pretty confident against Arizona this year also. That's true. Yeah, at the end of the day, Kentucky can't block. I think Arnett's going to make Will Levis wish he, he was out of this game. I, I, re, I really do. So give me State. Uh, I, 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 will, uh, I will give the points. 35-20 is my, uh, my predicted score. Breaking news. Mark Stoops says Will Levis is, quote, good to go for the game tomorrow, end quote. Ooh. And does it matter? Ooh. Nope. Mm. It does not matter. It should not matter. breaking news. Kentucky offensive line, still not good to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> still not good to go. The question is whether or not Will Levis will be good to go after the game tomorrow night. Yeah, right. certain players can take over football games to hey, some doesn't degree. like all this positive glowing talk no, no, about no. his bulldog. That's not true. That's not true. They deserve, they deserve it at this point. They're playing well. So They're why going are you all to right, have like, to work us for along? It. We got other games, though. Huh. Oh, we got time. <laughs> We got time. Right. Yeah, but they're gonna have to work for it tomorrow night, though. Stand an hour to the show, right? Hey, if you think you're buying dinner at that point, they're gonna go up there and just cruise to an easy win. I think you got another thing coming. They're gonna have to work for it, but when they do, it will pay off with a more than a four point win. Uh, Alabama minus eight is what it settled on this morning in Knoxville. The Vol Navy is teens of boats deep into the river. People are juiced up for this one, sold-out crowd, all that stuff. Doesn't matter. You know, there's a saying. Nothing lasts forever. And, and sometimes it's, it's the first time in a long time. Not even cold November rain. Oh, look at him go. That's nice. It's nice. Shout-out to Stephanie Seymour. Uh, Alabama's going to lose this football game. The wrong team is favored. Tennessee's hot. They're going to beat Alabama for the first time in a long time. I saw a great post the other day. It said a Tennessee fan has never posted on Instagram after a win over Alabama. They've never, call, they've never requested an Uber after a win from Alabama. They've never sent anything via Venmo to pay off a bet after beating Alabama. Because those things didn't exist the last time they played Alabama. They exist now. They'll do it all tomorrow. Tennessee wins. Borky, how many times have we seen the scene in Knoxville? Up-and-coming team, really exciting quarterback, program on the rise, fan base just itching to get back to relevance, and Alabama steps on their throat. There are very few times where they have not done that. Very few. One of them, Richard, you remember, happened in Oxford eight years ago. Saban's program and teams are built to not only withstand an environment like this, but thrive in it. 
Alabama by three scores, 17 points. They're, oh, they're going to go wow. in no chance. and dominate wow. this game. No way. Yep. They're built for this. I don't want to bet him. Ooh. What, what are the, what's the current? You already owe me lunch. Yeah, I'm let's negative one. That, let's go double or nothing that it's now it's dinner. All right. All right. Mm. So do, am, I, am I? Are we just betting on the winner, or am I? Getting, is this, is this am a straight up play, or are we getting am I right, getting the eight points. and a half? No, we'll we'll do the line. We're not doing straight up. Right. No, I'll, eight and a half. I'll give you. I'll the take that. I'll borky. I'm gonna break your bank account. <sighs> you, better, you better be ready to pay for some steak. I have waffled back and forth on this game. You must choose. Do or do not. There is no try. I'll take. I'll take the eight. There he goes. I'll take Tennessee and take the eight at home. That's right. And and the reason I'll take the eight is because I think, Borky, I'm going to use your logic. When has a shoulder injury to a quarterback that has been belittled not been more serious than it's been made out to be publicly? I think Bryce Young is a tough dude, and I think he's going to give it everything he's got but Alabama has been fallible at this time at times this year. They haven't lost. They've been close, really close twice. Tennessee rises to the occasion this year instead of fading in the spotlight. I think Tennessee wins this football game, but I'll take the 8 points. Yeah. All right, quickly, we got a minute left. Uh, we got two games. LSU plus two and a half at Florida. Go Gator. I'll give the points. Has this game ever felt more gross than it feels? It feels so scummy. I mean, like, I can't wait. just like yuck. I can't wait. It's like they put put this on the phone TV. Uh, I. Jeez. It's on South Central Network. Uh, LSU plus two and a half. Why not? Florida wins, and next week in Tiger Stadium, there will be 30,000 empty seats for the 230 CBS game against Ole Miss. Finally, with 30 seconds left, Penn State and Michigan. Hail to the victors. What's the the line? Doesn't matter. Four. What is it? I think it's four. Four. Four? Michigan. I like Michigan as well. I think they're kind of a machine right now. Hmm. Blake Corum, really good running back. Those are our picks, and that is the college football fix driven by Ford. It's time for a Polk's Food Friday. Next. It's time to get real. Real sports talk for Mississippi. It's time for you to get real with it. Sports talk Mississippi continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm, Supertalk TV. We're at the Oxford Conference Center. This was the site today of the Ole Miss Banking and Finance Symposium. 
You know bankers aren't working after 4 o'clock. They've been long <laughs> I mean, gone. Bankers hours. <laughs> Moved on. Thing. Thanks to uh, Dr. Ken Syrie and uh, all the good folks at the Ole Miss Business School and uh, the uh, banking department for having us again today. We haven't mentioned it yet, but uh, I am one up on you in our Palmer home bet. Yes, Mississippi I, uh, State one Ole Miss nil. One nil last night. The Magnolia Cup remains in Starkville for a third straight year. Mm. Oh, three in a row. Yeah, I see where you're going. I know what kind of joke you're going to make before you even make it cross. They're not connected. It's, there's no connection. So it is possible to win three in a row in, in the series. In a trophy-based series, yeah. 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 I mean, if you look at baseball, it's possible to win like seven in a row. Uh, I mean. Luckily, it's not named after a fruit, so maybe the streak won't be as long. Hmm. Hmm. You guys don't get it, do you? I don't get it. Have I you seen be Mike Leach's record in the Apple Cup? On oh, the Apple Cup. I get it now. Hey now, now I get it. Yeah. It's all part of the food pyramid, though. A- apples, eggs, they're good for you. I don't like eggs, though. <laughs> Apparently neither does Mike Leach. Yeah, it's, hey! Oh, wow. <laughs> he you up for that one, buddy. He hey, Borgie, you, yeah. so Jeff from Oxford, who texts us all the time, stopped by to say hello, and uh, he said, hey, hey, Dad, I just I wanted to pay you a compliment. I've really enjoyed listening to your show on Wednesday nights. Hey, I was like, thanks, Jeff. That's, that's really nice of you. And he said, could, could I offer one critique? And hey, Dad was like, uh, yeah, yeah, Jeff. What, what, I, what's I the wasn't critique? like that. No, but that's nice what you were it. thinking. You were nice. You were kind, but you're like, yes, sure. Tell me what's wrong with my show that I'm really enjoying doing. And, and he goes, it's a little heavy on the Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Borg, hey, Dad just played right into his <laughs> hands. It was beautiful. The driest of humor. It was, it, was, it was absolutely beautiful. Hey, if you have not signed up for the Polk's Pick 6, you've still got time, but not a ton of it. 1045 tomorrow morning, that's when the contest shut down, uh, shuts down for the week. It's simple. Supertalk.fm slash Polks. Supertalk.fm slash Polks. You go there, you pick six games. It's the six games that we've been talking about, right? You got Ole Miss Auburn, you got Kentucky, Mississippi State, you got Southern Miss, Arkansas State, you got Tennessee, Alabama. What are the other two? Penn, uh, TCU, Oklahoma State, and. Was Penn State, Michigan, wasn't it? I thought you maybe put LSU, Florida on there. I think, well, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, So those are the six games. Total points in the Alabama-Tennessee game. Name, email address, cell phone number. Done. And you're done. And it sets you up for a chance to win a six-pack of Polk's Meat products. Which reminds me, it's time for a Food Friday. Presented by Polk's Meat. You can visit them online at polksmeat.com. But really, you're only going to do that to find some recipes, see about all the products they've got, perhaps find a grocer near you. But the bottom line is you want to go to your local grocery store and look for the Polk's Meat products labels. Uh, the smoked sausage, by the way, I'm doing a big smoked sausage plate after the uh, game tomorrow. we get some friends that are going to come over hang out at the house. Mississippi State, Kentucky, the second half of Alabama. And, I'm, I mean, uh, I'm and in town already. I well, can buy I mean, some clothes. You want to come back tomorrow? I mean, i got to change clothes. Yeah. You get your genteel stuff here. That's true, but I mean, I can eat pants and other things, you know. Yeah, well, I, I can't help you. A pair of man. shorts or something. Um, I don't know that I've got a place for you to put your head tonight either. You got a couch in your office. Oh yeah, you can sleep on that. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I am. I'm low maintenance. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Feel free to hang around. We'll uh, we'll cook it up. Uh, so big old sausage and cheese plate. And uh, my wife told me what the rest of the menu was, and I don't remember. Doesn't matter. If you got polks, you're good. Yes. 
I can I can make a dinner out of Polk's tomorrow night. Absolutely. 100%. All right. That's going on the grill. That's going on the smoker. The question is, what's going on the grill? What's going on the smoker? What's going on the egg? What's going on the griddle? Whatever for you. If you want to, you can send us a picture of it. We'll talk about it. Ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. Michael Borky, the ball is in your court. The spatula is in your hand. What on this Food Friday is your plan for the weekend? So I did these a few weeks ago when they were a hit. Do you like so that? Spatulas? Nailed it. Yeah. I mean, are we, are we talking to, like, toddlers? I think everybody the got that. The dogs are in you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, no, I did a. Uh, I'm doing a a slow cooked uh, Mexican pork taco where I, okay spices. So I've got it's going to be garlic and onion, and you can use like a Dos Equis, but uh, either that or chicken stock in a slow cooker with uh, cumin, black pepper, chili powder, chipotle powder, that kind of stuff. Uh, slow cook it until fork tender. And then you remove the meat from the jus or, or whatever is left behind. Take corn tortillas, dip them in that very quickly, put it on a skillet, fill it up with your meat. I use some chopped raw onions, uh, parsley, yeah, maybe yeah. some pico, fold it up, and cheese, obviously. Uh, fold it up, cook it quickly on both sides. I don't know what they're called, but they're good. That sounds good. We get this message on the uh, C Spire text line. We enjoyed the Polk sausage on the grill last night. Thanks to my girlfriend and Polk's, we've got uh, two original smoked sausages, two Cajuns, and two packages of ham steaks. Yes. Was that our winner last week? It looks like they got a, they got a prize package. That looks like a six-pack of Polk's meat products. Debbie from Ocean Springs is killing it, by the way. Every All week. Right. Parmesan cheese and garlic butter grilled oysters, elk burgers, Cajun Polk's Cajun jalapeno poppers with Cajun cream cheese and shrimp wrapped in bacon, and grilled shrimp also wrapped in bacon. Wow. Double a, shrimp wrapped in bacon. What a night. How about Gibb and Greenwood? Two bucks, 24 slabs of ribs, and a heaping pile of chicken and Polk's sausage with two-inch ribeyes tonight for an appetizer. Updates to come, boys. Sounds good. Who are you feeding, Gibb? That can't be just for your family. I'm headed over there. Oh, that was Kelly. That was Kelly who won the uh, the Polk's package this weekend. Oh, okay. She made the picks online. She won the prize package and showed us as well. So, yeah, four that. packs of sausage, a couple of packages of ham steaks. That looks fantastic. Congratulations, Kelly. Thanks for uh, thanks for participating as uh, as well. Uh, what's your uh, What's your food plan? We're going simple. Steak. Yes. We're doing some steaks. Okay. Get some fillets. Get dad a big ribeye. Mm-hmm. I think I'll do some twice baked potatoes, a little bacon and cheese in there. Yeah, and uh, maybe some asparagus, maybe a little grilled asparagus too. Nice steakhouse dinner. You know when I don't know, I, just kind of what I've gotten into the habit of doing with the asparagus. Mm-hmm. I like asparagus on the grill. Yeah, and so we'll get the bacon wrap bundles, and I just spread it out on aluminum foil and kind of spray some like olive oil spray yeah. on there, and then season it with Lowry's. Yeah. And that's it. That's all you got to do. It's simple. You, you know what you need to use? Mm. No, I like Lowry's. Cavenders. Yeah. The Greek seasoning. Yeah, I've I've almost become overly dependent on Lowry's. I use it for everything. It's not like you know the, the Texas people do that. Like that's the, the secret ingredient out there in Texas. Is Lowry's? Is Lowry's. Like you go to Franklin's Barbecue. So you're saying I don't necessarily need to back off? I would of it. like that. Can just kind of be my here, thing. Here's what I would it. tell you: is 
if you've got something you like, mm-hmm. cook with it. You yeah. cook it. I mean, does your family like it? Yeah. Then stick with it. Why would you change? Like, if, if, if I would let my kids eat steak eight meals a week, they would. Eight days a week. <laughs> eight. hundred percent. Yeah. Eight days a week, they would eat steak. If, if, well, well there you go. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, why, don't, don't change it. Don't change I it. can't afford that. Yeah. David in Oxford, he's nearby. He's got pork belly burn-ins. Ooh. David, we're at, what's the address here? Man, that looks good. Well, we come, we're at we're we're at a convention center, I think. Ed Perry Drive. Bring uh, some. You got uh, you got thirty minutes. Uh, Donald and Oxford suggest that uh, I squeeze half a lime over the asparagus. I'm, I got I'm, no issue with that. I would be a lemon guy, but lime is good too. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm good with all that. Uh, Borky, will there be you want like leftovers for Sunday morning also? Or is it going to be a Saturday-only deal? If there are any, yeah. And, and, I mean, fry an egg and put an egg on top of that the Mexican-spiced oh, yeah, pork. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yep. we got some shotgun shells from the 662 here. I've been, I've been thinking about doing those, and I just haven't done it yet. Bacon-wrapped pasta stuffed with ground beef, Italian sausage, Anaheim peppers, and cheese. Yeah. So it's like a jalapeno popper, but instead of a jalapeno, it's a, a cannelloni. Okay. There you go. I mean, that looks good. It so, looks good. Somebody says, I listen Monday through Thursday, but I usually leave work at 2 on Friday, so I rarely tune in on Friday. I'm not used to this segment, but, man, you guys have got my mouth watering, all of you. John in Water Valley is doing grilled pizza. He's not far away either. John, get in the car. Beautiful. Grilled pizza. That's a, uh, that's a good look. And then somebody says, if you're ever boiling shrimp or crawfish, poke holes in a can of asparagus and toss it in with your veggies. You can just get some asparagus, you would think. It must not hold up in the boil. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, a crawfish boils seasoned asparagus sounds delicious. Whatever you're cooking this weekend, make sure that you're including Polk's meat products. I suggest the Cajun smoked sausage. Maybe you like the original. If you're doing a pot of jambalaya this weekend, uh, the green onion and garlic would be a great addition to that. Just remember, picky people pick Polk's. When you go to your local grocery store, look for the Polk's meat products. If you can't find them, ask the meat market manager to get them because picky people pick Polk's. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Your number one for Sports Talk. Anyone? 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 Come on, don't be shy. Sports Talk Mississippi. Bingo, man, bingo. Super Talk Mississippi. but two public service announcements. Public service announcement number one. If you want to see a really cool pregame activity, you got to get to Vaught-Hemingway Stadium early. 10.45, which is like 15, 17 minutes before kickoff, that's when the para-commandos, the United States Special Operations Command Parachute Team, will conduct their pregame ball delivery that's going to be a cool scene. Tomorrow's Military Appreciation Day. They've got the entire end zones painted with American flags, the American flag inside the Ole Miss logo. They're doing the, the stickers on the side of the helmets. They've got the flag. They do that once a year. So a lot of really cool patriotic stuff that's happening 
during that game tomorrow. So that's public service announcement number one. Public service announcement number two, Ole Miss is getting kind of good at this 11 o'clock game thing, like it's happening a lot, not the first time this year. If you wait until relatively close to game time to try to get on campus parked in the stadium, you will miss kickoff, I'm telling you. Highway 6 going west toward Batesville, going east toward Tupelo, Highway 7 going south toward Water Valley and I-55, north toward Holly Springs. They, it will be backed up in every direction. Jackson Avenue will be a parking lot. University Avenue will be a parking lot. Lamar up and down. Old Taylor Road. Everything will be backed up all the way to the highways. I'm just telling you, give yourself an extra half an hour because there's nothing more frustrating than sitting in your car listening to kickoff on the radio. Yeah. And I'm going to be on the radio. Like, I love the idea of you listening on the radio. Yeah. But you're going to be frustrated if you're not in the stadium yet at that point. Just get on campus just, at 8 a.m. and give, find a give, way. Give yourself a little extra time. Be careful coming in, uh, and you'll enjoy it. It's going to be warm tomorrow, too, by yeah. the way. In yeah. case you haven't looked at the forecast, high is like 86 tomorrow. Yeah. So summer is back, Michael Borky. Yeah, for a little while. Until Tuesday, when the high is 55 and the low is 31. Oh, yeah. Do you know how cold that is when it was 86 three days earlier? Yeah. Yikes. Just outstanding to think about, though. Yes. Yes, it is. I had a vest on for a little while this morning. It was cold this morning and then warmed up quickly. Uh, all right, let's go top 25. Are we good with doing that? Just, just zip through, bullet point, thought on the game? Yeah, sure. Does that work for you, Borky? That's fine. He was he's so into it. <laughs> you seem uninspired are you, are by you that idea. Pac-Man? What are you doing there? I, I've got a board with about 200 buttons in front of me. Sometimes they got to get pushed. <laughs> that's, that's fair. He's like, yeah, that's fine. We i got a stomach that. with about 200 pounds here, but I'm paying attention. What do you want from me? All right. Uh, let's go. Michigan-Penn State. Let's start with that one. Give me. Let's go round the horn. One thought on Michigan-Penn State. I feel like this is where Michigan like makes its statement that like we're we're good and we are going to be a challenger for Ohio State. I don't know if they are a challenger, but this is where I think they're gonna they're they're gonna beat up on Penn State a little bit. All right, Blake Corum is the best running back you've never heard of if you only watch good. SEC football. One hundred eighteen carries, seven hundred thirty-five yards, eleven touchdowns. They might use him between the tackles a little more than they should. They get that guy outside in space, and he is a load. Uh, I wish Michigan played more games at night. And Big House at Night is cool. Big House at Night is really, really cool. Borky, your favorite Sean Clifford will be in this game, won't he? Uh, allegedly so, yeah. And um, we'll see if James Franklin earned that mega contract he got after not winning a lot. Mm. Seems to be the way of the world these days in college football. Especially in the Big With, Ten. Yeah. Number 19, Kansas at Oklahoma. Kansas 5-1, and one, but they are without their starting quarterback. Oklahoma is 3-3. Three and three. They are without a defense. And they're kind of without much of an offense. You know, the guys who make the lines, I mean, those casinos are nice out there. They know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But there are sometimes where I see a line and I'm just like, what year do you think it is? Oklahoma hasn't done anything this year, and they're a big favorite in this game. Eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah. I don't get it. If I gave you a Hundy Borky, would you lay it on Kansas plus eight and a half or Oklahoma minus eight and a half? Oklahoma minus eight and a half. Really? Yeah. I think Kansas I wouldn't love without, it though. Yeah. Without Jalen Daniel, that feels 
like tough sledding. Yeah. Uh, is Texas on the verge of like lookout? We talked about this a little bit earlier. They're a fifteen and a half point favorite at home against Iowa State. That's a big number. I mean, another plan. I will say this: with Quinn Ewers, they're probably undefeated. I think they would have beaten Alabama and and Texas Tech. Yeah, oh yeah, for Texas Tech for sure, for sure. But Alabama, I mean, they lost by what a point without him. So, but that said, sixteen and it's a lot of points. So, it's a lot of points. Uh, Minnesota at Illinois. This one's at 11 on the Big Ten Network. The winner of this may be in the driver's seat to be the Big Ten West champion when it is all said and done. Illinois, stop me if you've heard this before, uh, probably down their starting quarterback. Listening to Brett Bielema talk earlier this week, it does not sound like Tommy DeVito is going to play in this game. Will they row the boat in Champaign, or will Minnesota go home sad? I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Minnesota signed a... Uh... It's, it's a few years off, obviously. They, they signed a series with Alabama, though. Did they? Yeah, home and home. Seems like a bad idea. It does. Uh, good Kudos to them for that. Uh, Tommy DeVito, with all due respect to the young man, stinks. So it's not like they're going to have much of a drop-off uh, with quarterback. They've... <laughs> They're they've five they've, and one. They, they've won on defense. Uh, I, I credit to them. I mean, they're winning, but uh, let's just say that unless their backup quarterback uh, has never thrown a football before, he's probably close to being cap or as capable as Devito. They, they are. They're an interesting football team. It feels like they are kind of what Bielema was trying to be at Arkansas. You know, defense line play. Win ugly, you know, and they're doing that. They're really interesting, and I wonder, going back to Wisconsin, if him winning there and looking like that there was why they were so ready to jump the gun on Christ. But either way, done an impressive job so far. Um, Oklahoma State TCU, two thirty on ABC tomorrow afternoon. Um, both teams undefeated. TCU's a four-point favorite. This is not one of those where you've got the um, the, the fishy line, right? In, in fact, maybe it's a little surprising that number eight Oklahoma State is not favored in this game. Yeah. This is a fireworks game. This will be a back and forth. We saw Big 12 last night. Great game. I think this will be the same kind of game. Team of the ball last wins. Mm. Total in this one, 68 and a half. I wouldn't feel – I mean, that's a lot, but I wouldn't feel totally bad about betting the over. Yeah. you feel like you know anything about TCU? I think they're pretty good. They're pretty good. The way they manhandled Oklahoma – I know Oklahoma's not great, but they manhandled them. And they go to Kansas, who's hot and has all that momentum, and they beat them. That was an electric yeah. atmosphere at Kansas, Kansas last week. Love it. Uh, uh, Max Duggan uh, – you know, people have spent this good. week talking about Heisman around here because – and credit Mike Leach, by the way, for not pretending like he ignores stuff like that. Coaches lie so much, oh, we don't pay attention to that. Of course you do. Mike Leach was like, yeah, I want my guy to be in the conversation for Heisman because he's my quarterback and I think he's good and look at his numbers. He should be up there. Uh, Max Duggan is a guy that should be up there. If you see you know, C.J. Stroud, people just plug him in. Or Will Anderson. Those two guys are great players. But if you're not talking about this kid, then you're not doing it right. 
93 of 127, 1,305 yards, 14 touchdowns, one interception this year for Max Duggan. On an undefeated TCU team. Yeah, he needs really to start getting some national recognition. He's a player. He's huge, too, by the way. Yeah, big boy. Uh Devin Leary, a little questionable for NC State this week. We'll have to wait and see. Number 15, NC State. Number 18, Syracuse. Syracuse, three-and-a-half-point favorite. Did you guys tell me sold out the, the JMA wireless, former the carrier, uh, formerly the Carrier Dome? Sold Still out. Still without air condition? In a big game for them, too. I mean, yes, they're playing ranked NC State, all that. Leary probably not going to go, doesn't sound like. Maybe he does. Uh, but look at Syracuse's schedule. If they win this one... What this sets up for them. We will peek ahead. Here you go. You got uh, Clemson on the road next week. Clemson well, at Clemson. I mean, if they then, win this then, game, that's huge next week. Then Notre Dame. Yeah. Then a road trip to Pittsburgh. Then Florida State. Then a road trip to Wake Forest. A road trip to Boston College. It's a tough Sy- end of the season. Yeah. yeah. Syracuse is. They've got work still to do with that schedule. Yeah, they do. But uh, the Orange are, are are feeling it right now. Gary Trader. Garrett he's Schrader. fun. Yeah, he's a fun player. All right. Tomorrow night, Tallahassee's going to feel good. Sure. I, I'm not talking about like the, the temperature. We're talking about the Knolls? That is going to be a – it's going to feel like the late 90s in terms of the atmosphere in that stadium. We're talking number four, Clemson, undefeated. Florida State, four and two. I don't know if they really believe in Florida State land. That place is going to be lit tomorrow night. It should be. It should be. But that might be the last time this year. Four and three, and then Ooh. who knows what's left for them. So you're not you're not calling for the upset? No, not in that situation. Okay. No. Southern Cal and Utah. This is another one of those. Utah three-and-a-half-point favorite over Southern Cal. That one is in Salt Lake City. That is a hard place to play as well. And that wraps up your games involving top 25 teams. We'll put a bow on the week when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi after this. Mississippi. Here we we go, go. Super Talk Mississippi. Last time with you for the week on Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studios. A reminder that Sports Talk is brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. You can find them online at visitoxfordms.com. On weekends like this, uh, it's a really good resource for all that is happening, all that is going on. You can click on the Events tab, find the full calendar of events, and check all of that out. Be sure to follow along on their social media channels as well, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at Visit Oxford MS. We talked so much about Ole Miss and Auburn this week, so much about Mississippi State, Kentucky. Let's try to put a bow on a week's worth of conversation about these two matchups. Hey, Dad, Mississippi State, Kentucky. Football games are one in the trenches. I mean, it's one of the oldest cliches, but the reason for that is because it's true. And Kentucky's offensive line is just not built to win a game against Mississippi State's defensive line. I just don't see that happening. I think that's the biggest weakness. you got a quarterback who's already reeling a little bit. I think State's going to go after him and, and get him. Borky, what about Ole Miss and Auburn? If we kind of put a bow on the week's conversations in terms of that game. Uh, going back to something that 
that we talked about yesterday some. I, I can't stop thinking of, about what they could be versus what they are, uh, this old Miss team. I mean, I listened to uh, the Ryan Rossillo show this morning, and, and Kiffin even said at times, you know, they've got this that's elite or that that's elite, and then those same groups the next week will not look like that. He said he's, he thinks he's got the making of an elite team, but they're, they haven't put it all together yet. Eventually, you got to start doing that. Uh, you've had this grace period with your schedule. A lot of new pieces, new coordinators, transfers, all that. It's week seven now, though. It, it is time for them to put together a complete performance, and if they aren't able to do that tomorrow, I think it's fair to start wondering if they ever will. At, at this point, you've got to put four quarters of good football together because regardless of what LSU is or does, you are in Baton Rouge next week. Things are starting to get real. It's time for you to get real. Yeah. With each win for Mississippi State, with each win for Ole Miss, the price of poker goes up. Yeah, that's the really cool thing about being relevant and being good in college football. You have a big game, and then you win it. And you know what? The that re- makes the next week bigger. The reward for winning a big game is another a bigger game. Yeah. I, the stakes just keep getting higher, and it makes it so much fun. Middays with Gerard Gibbert will be live at the Tupelo Furniture Market on Wednesday to kick off the 20th anniversary of Celebration Village. Celebration Village is a huge event with Christmas and home decor, food vendors, pottery, jewelry, and every gift you can imagine all under one roof. And Celebration Village benefits Sanctuary Hospice, Sanctuary Hospice who cares for everyone who can be admitted regardless of the ability to pay. So be sure to check that out coming up on Wednesday. That's Middays with Gerard. So the first time I remember, like in my lifetime, that that was the case for Ole Miss was in 2003, right? Mm-hmm. So, so going into that Auburn game, they were 5-0, and and then they win the Auburn game to, to get to 6-0. and mm-hmm. And then they've got LSU coming into town, but there was a, a week off in between. It was like you win one, and it makes the next one bigger, and the next one bigger, and the next one bigger. We saw it in 2014. Mm-hmm. We saw it in 2015 to some degree, yeah. and now we're seeing it in 2022 Especially with when, Ole Miss and Mississippi State. When you get into these stretches of conference games and there's no, there's no more cupcakes left to be had, you know, I mean, you're Mississippi State. You're you're going A and M, Arkansas, Kentucky, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia before you get to East Tennessee. Whew, East Tennessee State. I mean, yeah. And for Ole Miss, it was four non conference. Now you're here. Four non conference games, nine straight to start the year. Yeah, y'all had dessert first. Yeah. Which, by the way, when you were grown free and a tax paying citizen, that is you're your welcome uh, to do it. You you are allowed to eat dessert first. It's become one of my favorite pastimes. Well, there you go. And then my kids are like, can I? No. No, you can't. No, you can't. can't. You'll be 42 one day, and maybe you can do that uh, as well at that point. Yeah. You do have college football tonight. you get got Major League Baseball playoffs happening. Uh, somebody beat the Yankees. Uh, it's irrelevant. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, so that one's 1-1 headed to Cleveland. Philly's up 6-1 on the Braves, trying to go up 2-1 in that series. We got maybe a new celebration. SMU tonight. The bat spike. In the Phillies game. Guy hit a three-run home run. Uh, the second he hit it, he knew it was a tank bomb. Just smoked it. And the place okay. is going nuts. And he puts both arms up in the air. Like, turns to his dugout, puts both arms up in the air. And Gronk spikes his bat into the ground before he takes off running to first. Do we like this? I liked it. Okay. I, uh, I'm in. I, I, I'm for it, then. Yeah, that was, that's pretty cool. Yeah. 
Pretty cool. So uh, Philly's leading 6-1. If you're a Braves fan, that part of it is not very cool, but that is uh, what you've got. UTSA and FIU also tonight, if you're really looking for a game. Don't forget high school football all across the Magnolia State, and then tomorrow we will get to it. Ole Miss will start your day. Mississippi State will finish your day. And there's something happening on Rocky Top somewhere in between that I think a lot of people are interested in. Tons of interaction from you this week. Thank you for that. We'll be back on Monday to recap the entire weekend, or at least attempt to recap the entire weekend. Thanks to the folks at the Ole Miss Banking and Finance Symposium for hosting us today at the Oxford Conference Center. For Michael Borky and Brian Haydad and the rest of our team, Scary Gary and Alex in Houston, I'm Richard Cross. Good night. a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.